gather, hear, respond, go. Gather, hear, respond, go. This is the consistent pattern to our order of worship. It's sometimes called the fourfold pattern or the fourfold order. Gathering is the opening part of worship where we recognize and celebrate that God has gathered us together to worship. And so we gather ourselves in God's presence and call ourselves to worship and praise. Hearing refers to us hearing God speak to us through God's word, read and preached. Respond. Responding is our answer to God speaking to us through our confession, the pardon, the passing of the peace, the offering, and then celebration of communion. Go continues the act of worship into the world where we live, where we seek to live as God's sent people, loving and serving God and our neighbor. Worship follows this pattern because it is based on the creative life of God. It follows God's creative process. In the stories of God creating, in the stories of God bringing about life, we see God creating according to this same pattern. God gathers things together. God proclaims new life. Creation responds to God speaking. God feeds and nourishes this creation and then sends the creation into the world to bear fruit. So, when God decides to bring about new life, when God goes about creating, God begins by gathering. We do the same thing when it comes to gardening. Before seeds are scattered, before they germinate and pop up uh, through the ground, they are first gathered together to be planted, gathered in our hands, gathered in a seed packet just like this, gathered uh, in a silo somewhere, gathered in a spreader. So if the season of Lent is like spiritual gardening, then perhaps in order for us to experience new resurrection life of Easter, we need to allow ourselves first to be gathered by God. Gathered by God. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, that it would grow us, transform us, that we might live for you and bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading this morning from the Gospel of Luke, I'll be reading from chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Listen for God's word. At that time, some Pharisees approached Jesus and said, Go, get away from here, because Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go tell that fox, Look, I'm throwing out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will complete my work. However, it's necessary for me to travel today, tomorrow, and the next day, because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who were sent to you, How often I have wanted to gather your people, just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you didn't want that. Look, your house is abandoned. I tell you, you won't see me until the time comes when you say blessings on the one who comes in the Lord's name. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. A mother hen, that's the association Jesus wants to make. Very strange. Four chapters earlier in Luke, Jesus has set his face toward 
Jerusalem, meaning basically now all the action is flowing downhill to Jerusalem, to that city, and to Jesus' eventual crucifixion. As Jesus makes his way there, he passes through many cities and villages teaching. And someone asks him, Lord, will only a few be saved? Jesus responds by telling them to make every effort to enter through the narrow gate. And then he concludes this brief teaching moment by saying that people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south to sit down and to eat in God's kingdom. And many who are first will be last and the last will be first. This this image of a multitude of, of people coming from all directions to feast in God's kingdom is a picture of gathering that comes out of the time of Israel's exile in Babylon and then return to Jerusalem. Israel's prophets spoke of a time when God would gather God's people and restore Israel and all the nations would stream to Jerusalem. This is important context for what happens next. When some Pharisees approach Jesus and warn him that Herod wants to to kill him, Jesus tells them to tell that fox, Herod, that he still has some work to do but that he will go to Jerusalem because that's where the prophets of the past have been killed. And then it's like Jesus is triggered into lament. He's triggered into lament. With longing in his voice, he cries, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who were sent to you, how often I have longed, how often I have wanted to gather your people just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. A mother hen? That's the association Jesus wants to make? Yes. Because Jesus is emphasizing how a mother hen gathers, gathers her chicks under her wings. Now certainly this is a reference to uh, the sense of protection, right, and and a mother being a mother hen being willing to go to great lengths to ensure the well-being of, of her chicks. Jesus, of course, will go to great lengths to save us as well from the effects of evil and sin and death by by dying on a cross with arms spread. But I wonder if Jesus' followers, if early readers of Luke, also maybe made another association with this powerful image of gathering the mother hen. I mentioned earlier how gathering is a part of the creative process of God and how every time that we see God bringing about something new, God begins with gathering. Check this out. Think back to the creation story in Genesis. You may remember from our creation, uh, from our sermon series on Genesis, how we talked about how the image of dark, chaotic waters was the ancient's way of speaking of the uncreated state of the universe. And what does Genesis say right there in the beginning? The earth was without shape and form. It was dark over the deep waters, and God's Spirit hovered or swept over the dark waters. The word in Hebrew for hovered or or swept is rachaf and suggests what a bird does when it broods over or young, or gathers, or, or covers them in the nest with the wings. 
So God brings forth life by first brooding over, gathering all the creative matter, that primordial chaos. This happens over and over again in in Scripture. God gathers a family and living creatures onto an ark. Out of the chaos of Babel, God gathers one family, the family of Abraham, and begins to create anew. This is why coming out of exile, the prophets speak of God's scattered people being gathered together once more as God does a new creative work. This is why Jesus' ministry is constantly defined by Jesus reaching out to the ones far away to bring them in, to gather them from shepherds in the field to women to paralyzed and sick to Samaritans to uh, tax collectors and sinners. Jesus gathers because God is doing a new thing in and through him. Jesus gathers because God's dream is to rescue and restore and renew all Creation, God's desire and determination in Jesus Christ is to gather all God's people closer in God's embrace of love. And that's what God does every single time that God does a new thing or creates. And in Jesus, of course, God is creating a new kingdom, a new reality defined by love and and justice and mercy. And so when Jesus expresses this longing, this desire, this yearning to to gather people like a hen gathers her, her chicks under her wings, he's not just speaking about what he will do on the cross. He's expressing a longing for people to be a part of the new creation that God is going to bring about through his resurrection and to experience this new life. People must be gathered first. Jesus wants to brood, brood over us like the Spirit brooded over the waters in the beginning before God brought forth life. God wants to gather us in so that God can create. When we're gathered, because when we're gathered, we're connected to the very source of life. When we're gathered, we experience the breadth and security of God's love. When we're gathered, everything else fades in comparison to God's glorious presence. When we're gathered, we actually pay attention to what God is saying and doing first. When we are gathered, our disordered lives are are, are realigned. When we're gathered, we don't have to do, just be. (laughs) But the truth is, it's hard for us to be gathered, isn't it? Jesus is lamenting after all. He's lamenting because he longs to gather people who seemingly don't want to be gathered. (laughs) He's the mother hen with with wings outstretched, ready to collect and hold close her chicks, but it's like the chicks are running all over the place and some running in the opposite direction, right? If you're a parent, you can empathize with Jesus a little bit here, right? With those moments, you just want your child to sit still in your lap just for a second, just to be gathered to you, maybe just for a brief hug, and he's just squirming all over them, running away. Can't you just come over here and sit still with me for just a second? It's just like us, isn't it? It can be so easy for us to just want to blaze ahead, to not wait on God and in God's presence, but to go it alone and hope, well, God's just going to come along for the ride. We operate out of this uh, free next-day Amazon shipping mentality, right? We're impatient. We want to make, make stuff happen. 
make stuff happen, even if it means it's out of our own strength and might. We want to see God work wonders, but only on our timeline. We're a people of production and achievement, and being gathered feels like maybe nothing's happening. Except it could be that everything is happening. Because gathering is a part of God's creating. At the end of last year, I, uh, like many of you, I'm sure, was struggling. Yet again, COVID had its, its grip on us. This was during Delta surge. And I was trying so hard to keep going as a pastor, to try to keep everyone engaged, trying to make sure everyone stayed connected, trying to control what was ultimately not in my control. One morning, I went into the, the chapel near my office, and I just sat down, and I said, God, I just want to be still and quiet, and I need you to show me something this morning. I need you to show me something this morning. Now, I honestly didn't expect anything big, maybe just some small reassurance of God's presence. I certainly didn't expect what happened next, because I've never been someone who, who has kind of um, images or visions from God, like, like an actual like, mental picture that comes up. In my head, but this day I remember vividly, vividly. I remember seeing a, a, a picture in my mind's eye of little chicks running around. Of little chicks running around. I literally laughed and was like, Really, God? Seriously? What do little chicks running around have to do with anything right now? Is, is this a God joke? Is this a, a moment of comic relief? Like, is that what you're trying to say to me? Like, some levity in the midst of a very hard season? What are you saying, God? Then later that day, we had our staff call with Ben and Jesse, and we were sharing how we've been hearing from God lately, and so I shared with them that, well, I, was, I saw chicks when I prayed. <laughs> so there were some shared chuckles, but there was, really wasn't a, any kind of breakthrough. And then the next day, Jesse texted me and said that she had looked up chicks in the Bible. Luke 13.34, the text said, and I read it. How often I have wanted to gather your people just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing. And it hit me all at once. I knew what God was telling me. I was running around like all those little chicks and needed to be gathered. God wanted to gather me. I was so frantic trying to, uh, to keep people engaged, so tr- stressed trying to gather people myself, so desperate for something new or to do something new that I did not allow God to gather me in first. I was attempting to run ahead of God. I was so busy trying to gather others that I failed to see that I, in fact, was the chick running away from the gathering wings of Jesus. How do you expect me to do a new thing? How do you expect to gather your people, Tyler, if I don't gather you first? Gathering is a part of God's creating work. I experienced that firsthand. When when I allowed myself to be gathered under the wings of Christ, God created a new in me and in our church. What about you? Are you a chick needing to be gathered 
Are you letting God gather you in? Or are you trying to jump the creative process of God? Trying to force new life to happen without gathering the seeds first. How do we allow God to gather us? What does that, what does that look like practically? Maybe for you, it, it looks like creating Sabbath time simply to rest and, and, and enjoy and be in the presence of God. Maybe it's more intentional holy space and time for prayer each day. Maybe it's prioritizing regular worship, not as a cultural thing to do, but as an encounter with the divine. Maybe it's being gathered with with other followers of Jesus. Maybe it means taking in the breath of God's Spirit and, and gathering your thoughts before you speak. Maybe it's discerning deeply and prayerfully with God before making a big decision or, or blazing ahead with something. Maybe it means spending a moment with God before each and every task in your long to-do list or allowing yourselves to be gathered even just for a moment in those transition periods throughout the day. Mother Hen? <laughs> what a strange association, or maybe not so strange. Because when our lives are filled with pain or suffering or confusion, Jesus wants to gather us in. And then God usually does a new creative thing. When family life is chaotic, frantic, filled with parent fails, Jesus wants to gather us in. And God usually does a new creative thing. When the world around us leaves us fearful and anxious, Jesus wants to gather us in. And then God usually does a new creative thing. When we are tired and weary, overextended and undermotivated, Jesus wants to gather us in. And then God usually does a new creative thing. When we're out of of ideas, when our dreams are dead, when our foundation is crumbling, when we just feel so vulnerable, Jesus wants to gather us in. Then God usually does a new creative thing. When we feel all alone, when we're starved for acceptance, or belonging, or just to be heard and validated, Jesus wants to gather us in. And then God usually does a new creative thing. Friends, in this season of of spiritual gardening, may we remember that before there is growth, before there is new creation, there is gathering. And it is a part of God's beautiful, creative rhythm. So may we find ourselves under the wings of Jesus, our mother hen, our Savior, giver of new life. I'm going to end with this prayer from Eugene Peterson, and I invite us all to, to pray it together now. Let us pray. May this day bring Sabbath rest to my heart and my home. May God's image in me be restored and my imagination in God be restoried. May the gravity of material things be lightened and the relativity of time slow down. May I know grace to embrace my own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness. May God's word feed me and his spirit lead me into the week and into the life to come. 
the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.